0: Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright Presents Comic Book Calvacagia 2020. Man, we're going to have some fun this month. Every episode in May, every day in May, there's going to be a brand new episode. It's going to be a mini review of a comic book movie. Yay, can't wait, hyped. So it's going to cover the gauntlet. It's going to be loads of MCU stuff. There's going to be some... DC stuff probably. Uh might be some off stuff. There's gonna be Flash recaps of Flash season two every Tuesday. Um so it's, uh, it's gonna be four or five of those, depending on coming Tuesdays are in May. But it's gonna be tight because they've all got a week off. Yay! Anyway, this is the intro comic Cafe. So you hear this every day of the week and then you'll hear an intro for the movie and I'm covering that day or TV show. Ooh, scary. Anyway, I'll be back after a brief word my sponsor. Hello, I'm back. I don't know if any of you actually want to listen to that intro more. I know I don't, so that won't be on tomorrow's episode. Um, but today's episode deals with the Avengers Age of Ultron. So yay. um What what do I think of the Avengers Age of Ultron when I first saw it? Again, I wasn't terribly impressed at the time. I think okay, so I think. At the time, definitely not the Hawkeye sequences and far more best sequences and moving. I wish the whole movie had been about that, because I didn't feel the rest of it really worked or was particularly interesting. I think I was in a bit of a uh, spark at this point. I was still in that stupid DC's better than Marvel cinematically thing. I mean, comic books, you know, I'd edge DC, are uh, better. But in movies, I mean, it's pretty clear in retrospect, Marvel destroys DC movies completely utterly so yeah I wasn't too big fan I don't know what exactly my issue with it was I think I was just being a bit of a douchebag to be honest I mean I get the impression that I was oh in in almost every way I was like that I think it's five years ago just turned 30 in January and I was an arsehole I mean I was an arsehole in my my 20s but you know, especially with regards to the movies back then, it's a very hipster attitude, and it's only now, and I've really thought, you know, I mean, even if you don't like it, why would you get worked up over it? I mean, still, stuff like Human Noise and Deep, which are terrible, and, but, I mean, you know, I watch him for the podcast, and I watch him for the sake of it. But, yeah, so, I mean, at the time, we've probably said the Ben John was a little bit better than the first one, but not by much, especially off Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain Running. Marvel Phase 2 is weird, because the event, like, I didn't really start getting into it until, like, Captain America went Soldier and the Guardians of Galaxy. Prior to that point, I was not really interested at all. And then this came out, and it was like, oh. So, yeah, I wasn't big fan of Marvel Phase 2 um, at the time, but this is the um, climax of Phase 2, and then Ant-Man's the epilogue. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll enjoy it more this time. Anyway, they will be up after a brief word from our sponsors yeah so i really really enjoyed age of Ultron. um yeah wow i i think i i tried recording this but i was, oh, it went disastrous but essentially i had this like analogy that dc was like a runaway train dc movies were like a runaway train where it's R- rushing towards a nuclear power plant but instead of stopping train or changing tracks so it's like well, we'll just keep going we'll see what happens it'll, it'll work itself out which it doesn't and Marvel's like a nice leisurely country ride on train where it might not be most interesting trip sometimes but the train driver knows where he's going or knows where him him or her is going they know destination they know how to we'll get there like you know you might take one or two detours but i mean you're you're going to wind up where you want to be where you should be and especially if some of the other movies like might criticize iron man three or four or two for being a bit boring and they are but there's still thing towards this it's like it's it's very much a very competent very streamlined approach and in some cases, it really works. I think with stuff like Age of Ultron it works a bit better because, as I mentioned in Guardians of the Galaxy, these movies are at their best when it's almost a singular vision. <laughs> vision puns. I mean, this isn't. Obviously, there's elements this movie that Joss Whedon has um, being asked to include. The famous story about the four vision sequences was like we need to set up future shit and he wasn't terribly happy about that, but at the same time he got Stella Skarsgård back, who's a really good actor, and you know, it's little bits like that, but at the same time he got keeping stuff like, as I mentioned in preview, the Hawkeye farm sequence, which is the best part of the movie, one of the best parts about Marvel Cinematic Universe in general, the fact that although there might be tensions, the fact that he can include a sequence like that in the movie to slow the movie down to a degree, less action, yes. But also to have some of the most resonant scenes in the movie and convey themes of the movie in an interesting way. Although, in retrospect, it does seem like it might have been Joss Whedon' bit of wish fancy with regards to div- separating and, I think, divorcing his wife at the time. Maybe this is a bit of wish fulfilment for Joss, having, like, a wife who stays at home and works with the kids and is very supportive, you know, of his adventures... Although, in Joss's case, the adventures weren't necessarily heroic. I mean, you know, uh, I won't dwell too much in that. Joss Whedon's person, I only really want to discuss him on podcasts, because, you know, one, this is his last Marvel movie. Two, I don't... I have an opinion, but politics and all of that stuff you don't want to get into on a silly podcast with maybe three or four people listen to it in terms of daily episodes. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, just, I, I like, I really like this one. I, I really like the structure of it. I really like the pace of it. I really like the fact that this definitely feels like they had an idea for, like, a, a Avengers sequel, and then Joss kicked up, knocked him through stuff in, like, Hawkeye's family scenes, like, Visions philosophical conundrums. Just general nature of it. I mean, there are elements which don't necessarily work as intended. Natasha's um, speech, Black Widow's speech about um, being monster was misconstrued by people online, as her saying, if you can't have kids, you're a monster, where maybe if they include it in full dialogue and full scene and didn't delete bits of it, it might have come across as better. I mean, think at the time people were angry with Joss, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be angry with Joss, because, you know, what can do? But at the same time, like reading sometimes people read too much in movies sometimes too little and i think for the context of the movie it's reasonably clear that she is not talking about your inability to have kids that doesn't make you a monster what made her a monster wasn't she was sterilized and then used her safe as a honey trap to murder people like that's the thing they're basically saying that she was a a set subject to spy, she used her body to seduce people and then murdered them and stole secrets and stuff like that, which is really messed up. You know, that's what makes her a monster. I think she's done the red in her ledger, not like her inability to have kids. Who could, you know, just. I mean, it's the same from Bruce Banner. He can't have kids. That doesn't make Hulk a monster. What makes Hulk a monster is he's an unstoppable force of nature, you know. The kid stuff is completely tangible, you know. It's what ails the human side of them, but... No, but yeah, it didn't necessarily come off the screen so well. And think a few of the other bits. There were times when I was being annoyed that Captain America seemed quite infectious and think it's just something I'm going to have to get used to as movies go on, where they clearly want to present Iron Man as the most powerful human character. Um, in- to a large degree but I never personally in comic books I never got the sense he was he always seemed to get his ass kicked by most of these people you know he fought in terms of heroes like forward wreck Iron Man Hulk would wreck Iron Man and in comic books Captain America fought Iron Man to at very least stand still quite often but here it seems like they're trying to that Iron Man beat shit out of Captain America and maybe that's what they want because maybe Rob Down Jr. is coming up with demands or something I don't know but or maybe they wanted to keep it equal, but I honestly, I think Captain America would wreck Iron Man. Maybe I'll get there in the future, I don't know. And the four vision sequences, which was, again, really cut down. Look, okay, here's my bugbear with some of these movies. Some movies don't need to be three hours long. Batman and Justice did not need to be two and a half hours long in theatrical cut or three hours long in director's cut. You know, you should have made a title movie, but this movie, I could have, Stay with 10, 10 or so minutes more, you know? I know it's a studio mandate and stuff like that, but I I don't really see why this movie could be a time bit longer. You know? I mean, if it, 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 the Hawkeye sequence is great because they have time to grow. But imagine if they said this has to be a two-hour movie and you got that sequence out, which is the best part of the movie. It's a bit like when the Justice League movie... When you I saw that and I was like, this is being butchered, like it's like under two hours and on one hand I was like, Oh thank God it'll be a tighter, more compact movie, but on the other hand, they gutted the shit out of that movie and it's bad as a result. And also, I mean, I think one thing's I I know I say I mean a lot, the enjoyment for this movie for me really encapsulates in fact it just seems far more confident in terms of camera. In the Avengers, there's some weird Dutch angles and stuff like that, almost experimental whereas here it seems he's more like "I'm just gonna shoot this is somewhat matter of fact. There's some breathtaking visuals, but it doesn't seem like he's trying to be artistic just for the sake of being artistic and it's like he got that out of his way in the Avengers and with this one now, here comes the score um I've talked about of Ultron for about half an hour, but I don't want to so here comes the score. The Avengers was five. What would I give Age of Ultron? Well, here's the rub. I think Age of Ultron's a better movie, but I think Avengers is a triumph in so many levels that this isn't. The Avengers is more focused um, and has more impact and feels fresher, if that makes any sense. This feels like the middle part in a trilogy, which Joss will never make because he never went back to Marvel after this. At the same time, it's a complete movie in its own regard. I So I'd say it's kind of weird, because if I have rating the Pure and Quartile movie, this would probably get five, and Avengers probably get four. But in terms of the all-round experience, in terms of how brilliant Avengers was at ending Phase 1, it gets five, and this probably gets a 4.5. A Trunks not is a really, really good movie. And as I've said, I personally enjoy it more than Avengers, but I do think you have to weigh it in a historical sense. and think historical sense-wise, The Avengers is the best. And also, The Avengers felt like it wrapped up everything from Phase 1 better than this did. Because Phase 2 was kind of disparate and disconnected. And had some weird-ass movies. And I think you can't ignore that. Now, if you're weighing this up as a series, season finale or Phase finale, which I am. I know Ant-Man's coming out, which is like the post credit sequence of phase two but if wearing up like that you can't really give it like I mean as much as it may succeed in its own merits and as part of the wider frame it does disregard a fair bit like for example shields back Well, in Captain American Soldier shield falling was such a big part of that you know And and now it doesn't really seem to matter and and just, I don't know, just also the fact that with Jane and Pepper not being in the movie, it seems like they just didn't want to pay the actresses to come back, even for a quick cameo. Like, there's no reason they wouldn't be at the party sequence. Indeed, there could have been a few neat moments for Pepper and Jane interacting with the rest of the team. You know, rest of people there, you know, or, or something, I don't know. It just seems weird, like... So yeah, 4.5 out of 5, really enjoyed it, and very much looking forward to um the next movie on the list, which is Ant-Man, which will be on Wednesday, and then another episode of Flash Season 2 will be recapped tomorrow, and we get to see if Barry does any more murdering of his first villains. Anyway, until next time, remember, life is beautiful.